What is up, gamers? Welcome back to the Aggressively Okay podcast. Hi, my name is what? My name is who? My name is Wicca Wicca Joseph Salamone, and I am joined by my rap god co-host. Special Agent Ozo. My name's Adam. And uh, <laughs> I hate my co-host. I hate him with all my heart. Uh, he He's on the bottle again this week, as you can tell. <laughs> he, yeah. When he starts quoting Eminem, you know he's back on the bottle. And um, you know what? It wouldn't be a great episode of AOK if we didn't have a returning seasoned guest. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? It feels good to be a seasoned veteran and a friend of the pod, as always. Um, I'm excited for today's episode, and I love Joey. I don't know where all this hate to Joey came <laughs> from, but hey, I love Joey, so it's fine. Um, I just... <laughs> Yeah, Jamie just gave him a uh, an ibuprofen and some. Uh, <laughs> and oh wait, product. this Joey, this Joey here. Oh, yeah, this I, Joey. Oh, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, he's he kind of sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, that and, guy sucks. And we have another guest making his AOK debut. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I would. Hello, guys. My name is Alec Taylor, and uh, just a little quick. Uh, Quick update on me. I would like to say my favorite movie is probably Super Baby Geniuses 2. It's either that or Hell Genius. yeah. Not really sure yet, uh, but it's one of the two of those. So my opinions on movies are really good. Super <laughs> Baby Geniuses 2 is pretty dope. I mean, that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. I, the, I'm pretty sure I literally like burned my DVD of that because of the just replaying it constantly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the, the lore is so deep, you know? Yeah, John Boyd like... is fantastic in that movie. Are they babies? Are they geniuses? The world may never know. <laughs> you I might have watched the film to find out. <laughs> and I think we just spoiled what's winning the bracket today because uh, <laughs> directed by David Fincher, 2004 Super Baby Geniuses. <laughs> I can't even. Okay, I'm just gonna abandon that bit before I even go into it. Um, we're doing a David Fincher bracket. Um, the thing is, we said on our last tier ranking episode where we did uh, the DC movies with friend the pot Adam Donato that we're going to abandon brackets. We're done with brackets, but it's kind of pointless when you're talking about someone like David Fincher, because then you're just gonna put everything in like the S tier category mm. almost. So we thought it would be more interesting if we could come to like an objective or subjective rather uh, winner of who, uh, what's the best Fincher movie. So, um boys do you have the can you guys see my screen and everything yeah yeah all right so dane do you want to start by telling us like your history with fincher and like just your overall feelings with him i would love to um before i became a resident film boy and friend of the pod um i didn't really know too much about like the maverick like landmark directors especially in america wait is 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 he british or american he's american he's american yeah, yeah. He's American. I, I didn't know too much about like the landmark American directors at the time. And um, the first one of the real first movies that I saw, I remember it was seven was like the first real film boy movie that I saw when I was probably about like 12 or 13. And that's an interesting starting point for Fincher, to say the <laughs> least, because how brutal that movie is. But over the last two to three days, I've seen all the ones that I haven't seen yet or rewatched the ones that it has been a while since I've seen them again. And that's kind of made concrete how much of a fucking god he is in terms of pacing, editing, and character building. So definitely one of the top two directors for me. Um, how about you, Joey? What do you think about Fincher? 
uh, Fincher, uh, he's one of the, you know, he's one of the greatest of all time. He's, I, I think my first Fincher film was a seven as well. And I was probably 13 or 14 at the time. So I, uh, no, I, I'm, I love this man. Um, I think he can, uh, I mean, he's got some on the bracket today that I don't really like that much, but he pretty much doesn't miss. Uh, he's, uh, as of late, at least he's, um, I loved, I loved David Fincher. And at, at, for a period of time, one of the films on this list was my favorite movie. So, uh super baby geniuses too i know um exactly (laughs) so alec how about you man how do you feel about fincher um fincher's great i have always been a fan of fincher in fact he was one of the first directors i kind of dived into when i was getting into movies um like you guys my first actually no my first movie of his i watched was actually benjamin button i saw that with my mom whenever around the time it first came out and you know i've seen it again recently and i've grown some new opinions about it but like I, at the time i loved it and then i started diving into his stuff and then seven was the next movie i watched i watched it on a car ride on a way to a vacation and it was just awesome i was on the edge of my seat the entire time and i i really love his work he's got a lot of great stuff and i'm really excited to dive in today with him yeah uh, i kind of have a similar history like my i think my first exposure to him was like when i was 12 or 13 um except it was seeing the social network in theaters i remember that came out on my birthday in 2010 and i was for some reason that weird 13 year old that was like i gotta go see the social network in theaters and uh it blew my little mind like i it was very formative for me i still know every line to that movie and um after that, I remember distinctly watching uh, Fight Club, I think on HBO, like a few weeks later. And then after that, it was just kind of history. It went down the rabbit hole of his filmography at the time. And up until recently, the only one I hadn't seen was Alien 3. I saw it for the bracket, and I'll save my th- thoughts for when we get to it. But like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge David Fincher fan. Um, I kind of just bow at his feet because he's just he's the man so which is why i think this bracket will be really interesting because it's kind of hard to pin what his best film is there's uh so many different points i've heard so many different arguments from other people um i have a definitive pick for what i think is the best one but i'll be interested to see how this bracket goes so um without further ado boys i think we're going to jump in to and i know this isn't exactly a hard pick but uh, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the curious case of benjamin button versus the social network <laughs> now alec uh do you maybe want to start off and tell us uh your thoughts on each movie and what your pick is between these oh yeah so you know i'm not gonna lie i i, I do have a soft spot for benjamin button i, I do think it's actually a pretty it, it is a pretty interesting movie i like it's a different twist and but my, I, you know, every time I think about that movie, though, I'm just like, dude, this the, the woman just falls in love with a dude and just screws over her entire life because of it. And it's it's just really weird and off putting now that I really think about it. At the time when I first saw it, I loved it. I thought it was great. But when I saw it again recently, it just kind of off put me a little. So just for that alone, I'd have to pick Social Network. But Social Network is a better movie all in itself, like. Trent Reznor doing the soundtrack is freaking awesome. Nine Inch Nails is great. Jesse Eisenberg is the perfect fit for uh, Zuckerberg. And don't even get started on Garfield and uh, Timberlake. They're all great. It's it's probably the least Fincher-esque movie 
in my opinion, but it's one of his better ones. Uh, Dane, how about you, man? Yeah, I think Alec actually said it really well in terms of my opinion in both movies, too. Um, I do have, like, a little bit of a, a soft spot for Benjamin Button, but that was before I really started to study film. Like, I remember for some reason this film, Benjamin Button, is, like, always on TV for some reason. It's like you'll be, like, going through the channels and then just always see Benjamin Button, and I, I don't understand necessarily why. But because of that, I've probably seen this movie, like, three or four times. And um, I don't think I've needed to see it that much. But um, I will say there are some faults in the movie, like, it's a thought-provoking concept, aging backwards and everything like that, but I think it it's the least Fincher-Fincher movie, if that makes sense to, to you guys. I just don't... I find the editing and the pacing a little bit off-putting, like Alec was saying, and I think it really pales in comparison to Social Network, which is, like, oddly enough, it's like, uh, when you think Fincher, you probably think more of, like, crime-oriented stuff, but uh, for Social Network in particular, I think these are, like, the most concrete character developments and some of the best editing and pacing in a movie I've ever seen. Like if someone asked me what I think is the best paced movie ever, I would probably say social network. So yeah. I'd, I'd have to give it to that. Um, yeah, my pick is Benjamin. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my pick is obviously the social network. It's a masterpiece on every level, but I will say this Benjamin buttons. I, I actually like that movie. Like, I don't think it's, um, I've seen people say it's like his worst movie, and I don't think it's that by a long shot. Um, Brad Pitt's really good at it, and then Kate Blanchett's great. Cinematography is beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's it's like a really, I mean, you guys already kind of covered it. Like it's not exactly what you come to expect from Fincher, but I, there's something about the romance of it and just the unique storytelling that I really like. It's not a great movie either. I wouldn't even, yeah, I, I hesitate to even call it great, but it's very unique and like immensely solid like it's one of those movies um where it's like a solid i like on letterbox i probably give it like a 3.5 out of 5 and it's very flawed but i appreciate the ambition so much that i actually that makes me like it even more than i normally would um joey i know your opinion doesn't mean anything but uh <laughs> what what are your thoughts on this uh on, on this one well i guess i can't i, can, I guess i have to be the the bad guy on the pod but i benjamin button is like is a dumb movie i had that was one of the <laughs> this podcast it is one way too fucking long and then two this it just feels like alex said it's it's weird and off-putting and that's the best way i can describe benjamin button is it's so it's just such a weird film and brad pitt's good in it and kate blanchett's good and it's well made but it's just so, it feels like it's like it's like Fincher doing like a really bad Spielberg impression. I don't know. I just didn't. I this movie felt like a waste of time. So and I, Social Network's one of the best movies ever made. It's arguably the greatest film of the last decade. So uh, it's a completely easy one here for Social Network. But I, I didn't expect to be the only one to shit on Benjamin Button. <laughs> um, I didn't want to be mean to it. Like I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I just didn't want to be a dick. It's yeah, just, it's like dumb. That's the only way. I can just, it's just a, a silly movie. I think another reason why, like, I, I don't like it as much to either. This thing was nominated for like ten or like twelve Oscars or something like that too. Like, it had an absurd amount of nominations. Benjamin Button, which was a little weird. Yeah, I I mean, look, I even though I like it, I can't really because 2008, right? That's the year it came out. Um, uh, I think nine, or yeah, eight or nine, something like that. Yeah, 2008 was a really solid year for film because, like, you had uh, The Wrestler and, like, Slumdog and, like, all the, and the Dark Knight. Like, so many great, 
great movies. Uh, and Heroes Apprentice. That was literally two years later, Joey. But go off. Uh, I <laughs> <What>? think. <laughs> but um, I yeah, just, I was just really excited for it in 2008. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> so with that being said, the. Curious Case of Benjamin Button wins the bracket. No, uh, the social network moves on. And next we're going to Zodiac versus Mank. Um, I'm going to let Joey start with this one because I think he uh, he's passionate about this particular um, one. Well, uh, I, Mank is, is a really great movie. I know there's this movie is a bit divisive, but I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a... I wouldn't say I'm a Mank stan, but I think Mank is an excellent film uh, pretty much in every regard. I don't really get the much of the backlash with it. I didn't think it was very boring. Um, I think the cinematography is gorgeous. Um, Amanda Seyfried gives her best performance in this movie. Gary Oldman is excellent. The script is very sharp. It's uh, it's 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 an all-around banging film. Um, I think if uh, Fincher were to win an Oscar, it would probably be with this one. Um, but Zodiac is like a perfect movie. Uh, pretty much an and it's it's pretty much better than Mank in every regard. And, uh, I mean, Zodiac is, it might be, I mean, <laughs> Zodiac is one of the best films ever made. Uh, I like it more than The Social Network, so I'm like, my, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Zodiac Spoiler fan. alert. Z- Z- Zodiac was the one that was my favorite movie for a while. Spoiler alert. So I, I gotta give my vote to Zodiac. Well, way to spoil the, the bracket, Joey. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, I think, uh, Zodiac is like the clear winner here. Uh, uh, Zodiac is good. <laughs> Mank's really good. Mank is uh, I don't know. I would say Mank's great. Mank's a great movie. It's just that's the thing with this bracket. Uh, there's so many great movies that are gonna be pitted against each other that it's gonna feel unfair. Um, but Zodiac is okay. I, I get like strange looks anytime I say this, but Zodiac is very weirdly a comfort movie for me. Like. Uh-oh. There's something about the procedural aspect of it and like the the deliberate pacing and performances and just the cinematography, like everything about it. I just like I can like put it on and just enjoy like Jake Gyllenhaal's antics or like Robert Downey Jr.'s amazing performance in this movie. Like I like I love this movie so dearly. Um, It's not even a matter of like um, me thinking it's like insanely better than Mank. It's just I have a kind of a personal attachment to uh zodiac like i think it's the best way you can dramatize true crime in film like i don't think there's a better example so um yeah zodiac is very clearly my pick um alec how about you man um i'm gonna uh, i'm I'm gonna give me give my pick real quick i'm gonna say it's zodiac because i I did watch mank recently that's my freshest venture film um i did i just do i do want to talk about mank though for a sec like you know, I really appreciated it being in black and white and in the grayscale, like just to give it a little homage to the times in which it was supposed to be taking place. Uh, you know, I thought that it I thought it was actually surprisingly kind of on, kind of on the lighter side. You know, like it, it again, it didn't seem as Fincher-esque as some of his other movies. And like the dialogue was really quick. The dialogue was really sharp. I really liked about I really liked that about it. But man, Zodiac could have had a mediocre script and then that cast just carry it because come on, Ruffalo, Downey Jr., Jill and all, like they're all great. Like that is an all-star cast that any director could ever ask for in a movie. And that alone just 
no offense to Gary Oldman, but that alone just could make Zodiac a better movie in my eyes. So I, I do pick Zodiac over. It's also like a really strange ensemble. Like that's a group of people that you can't like, like imagine if this movie didn't exist and then you couldn't really like imagine like Jill and Hall working alongside Mark Ruffalo or, or yeah. uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like it has a very unique ensemble. And uh, I would say like, uh, is it John Carroll Lynch, the guy that plays, um, uh, the the red herring in the movie and he he's right. fantastic too. Uh, oh yeah 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 really freaking awesome. Um yeah I mean I yeah I already <laughs> praised it enough. Uh how about you Dane what's your pick for this one? Well I kind of feel like I'm on the outs right now but okay so my thing is I saw both of these for the first time today. These were like oh, the wow. two yeah these were the two Fincher boys that I hadn't gotten around to until we decided to do this pod. And I don't know how Zodiac escaped me for as long as it did, because when I watched it, I was like, damn, I can see why Joseph, like, comes every time he sees this movie. Like, it, it totally makes sense. <laughs> it totally makes sense to me. But um, my thing is with Zodiac, uh, about an hour and a half through the movie, I was like, damn, nothing's really happened. <laughs> and I kind of feel that way about some of D- uh, David Fincher's flicks. And I mean, I know, I know I'm not preaching to the choir right now because I'm going to get some disagreements after this, but... I, my pick is actually going to go to Mank because I oh. absolutely fell in love with the statement about 1930s Hollywood that this movie was putting out. And I literally just got done watching it probably about an hour ago. But I've never seen a script so honest and also so, like, fulfilled. Like, I can tell that this script has been, like, circulating in a writer's room or from Fincher's dad, I think, actually wrote it. But yeah. that script has probably been around for, I'd say, about 10, 15 years because there is so much meaning packed into it. And I just if we're talking about a great ensemble, we can definitely mention Zodiac. But I also feel like the, the character actors in Mank need some appreciation because there are some scenes yeah. where there where there are like eight or nine characters and each of them have their own like set of dialogue and all of them seem like equally important. So, I mean, I see why we're picking Zodiac to advance here, but my personal vote is going to go to Mank. So if we could just like pour out a little a little drank for it, I, I would appreciate that. <laughs> but, I, it is sad to see Mank get knocked out in the first round because Mank is an excellent. Mank, I would say yeah. Mank is better than a lot of the other movies. That, there, there's some movies that Mank is like definitely better than on this list. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And um, I do like Zodiac. I don't mean to say that I think it's a bad film, but... I do think it was a little bit long and like the like Adam was saying like about the deliberate pacing I could see how that would be of use but at times I was a little bit bored watching it but um I, I then again I see its value wholeheartedly so yeah I guess with Zodiac with me like I I because I've heard that complaint a lot and I can't fault you for feeling that way at all because like yeah it, it objectively like shit doesn't happen for a majority <laughs> of that movie but I I think Literally it worked. nothing happens in the yeah, entire movie it's just yeah. a black screen the entire movie <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I but I guess I like it because every like I said everyone's doing such a great job and like also Jake John Hall's uh chemistry with uh Chloe uh 7J like she is great in that movie and like their relationship's really unique and like I like the downfall of like a marriage when it comes to like obsession and like how everyone involved with the Zodiac case was just unable to like let it go and that just speaks to the like the realness of that case because like what 60 years later we'll, we're still talking about that yeah, case it's still like, open to this day it's that's yeah. so crazy holy <sighs> Yeah. And like, and you know, David Fincher very obviously like tells you by the end who he thinks did it and like what a lot of the theorists believe did it. But I mean, I'll let people 
deciphered for their own but you know there's been stuff going against that lately so like it, it the case is still very much open and i think the the frustration of the movie is all very deliberate because that's all true to real life and how zodiac is in real life so um i love it but uh i think dane what dane was saying about mank is also really interesting um like he said it's like his he hasn't seen something like this angry about hollywood and i agree that's what i mm. loved about mank um is that it was very cynical and very funny i don't feel like people admired how funny that movie was at times and i i kind of in, i'm annoyed almost at the discourse on twitter because mm-hmm. it's like everyone's just talking shit about it and i'm i'm like they're like calling it boring and like pointless and it's really not i don't think it's like top tier venture but it has a lot of merit and it's definitely one of the best movies of 2020 so totally agree with that i yeah i agree with that a love letter to it's not it's like a love letter coated in salt to like the hollywood eras that came before it and if people don't like this then they can go watch a 30s or 40s movie and then like it'll probably change their opinion because i think the people that straight up dislike mank just aren't familiar with the times or like the spirit like the zeitgeist of the film and yes and mank has a bit of a this is going to be a weird comparison, but Mank is a bit of like a Last of Us 2 quality where it's like this movie is way too well made for you to say it sucks. Like you like objectively <laughs> like this movie, like Mank is not a terrible movie. And like, obje- like if you say that you just don't you're just ignoring a lot of stuff to say that Mank is terrible, you have to ignore like 50 percent of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because and- it's I mean, fucking the score, the cinematography, the acting, it's like all it's like objectively I mean that Fincher makes like a very objectively perfect movie. Like he makes like what he Take thinks. Take a shot like, hey, every time Joe says objective. Take a <laughs> shot every time every time every time I I, I kill Adam. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought it was interesting what Je- or, uh, Dane said about like it's a love letter but like with salt and I think that's like that's a great way of putting it because like I, I think it's a love letter to the art form like the power of mm-hmm. movies but it also like exhibits like the, the dangerous power that it has like when it can sway politics or like business and it becomes about greed more than art and uh, it's about like an artist trying to pursue his craft in the wake of capitalism in the art like in the art industry that he's working in and it's it's really fascinating um i love it i mean i haven't actually rewatched it yet i've only seen it one time and i'm kind of curious to rewatch it before the oscars because you know it's gonna get like a shitload of nominations but um yeah it's a great movie it's definitely sad that's getting voted out early but uh i'll pour one out yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna pour one out right now for the homie um but we're moving on to the girl with the dragon tattoo versus the game. Um, <laughs> uh, Dane, do you want to start with this one, man? Yeah, sure. Um, me and Joey actually watched the game together when I was home for winter break. <laughs> and there were some <laughs> moments that were like actually really mind bending. But I'd say a solid half of the time, me and Joey were like, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is like a little bit stupid. And um, I, I don't really have too much of like amazing things to say about either of these movies. I, they're both like kind of mid low tier Fincher for me, but um, I'm, I'll give my vote to go with the dragon tattoo just for like the storytelling elements that I think are much, much stronger than they were in the game. Like, I feel like the game is just a movie that's just trying to be like, isn't this trippy guys? Like, look how fucking cool and psychological my movie making is. <laughs> but like um, the girl with the dragon tattoo has a lot more going on. I think the chemistry between Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara in this is electric. 
Uh, the writing is really, really good. But it's also another one of those Fincher movies where, like, nothing fucking happens for the first hour and a half. And that's just, like, a recurring <laughs> issue that I have with Fincher stuff. But even given, like, the, the flaws that I see in it, my vote definitely goes to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Go show. Um, I saw the Dragon Tattoo when I was, like, uh, 14. Uh, I saw it in theaters, actually. Um, I actually remember that was one of the first advanced screenings I went to because uh, I knew they don't card you when you go to advanced screenings. Mm. So I was, that was the, my only way to see it in theaters at the time. And, uh, you know, that was after I converted into a Fincher head. And <laughs> I, I still remember, like, the joy I felt when that opening credit sequence starts off which is fucking amazing, by the way. Yes. Um, I feel like I'm like one of the last standing Dragon Tattoo warriors still today. Um, it's absolutely a shame that this movie never got a sequel because uh, it's fucking incredible. Like, I, I get what you're saying, Dan, about not much happening, but holy shit. I, like, I just like the chemistry between them. And, like, I love the slow buildup at the beginning because it's more about, like the more you learn about them, the more important the case becomes to them personally as it goes on. And um, the best way I could describe it is like gothic knives out. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's perfect. Like there's, it's just so character driven and stylish and disgusting, but like in the best ways, I, I think it's one of Fincher's best films actually. Like I, I absolutely love it. I feel insane every time I think about like how no one cares about this movie. No one saw it mm-hmm. in theaters. It completely bombed. I adore it. Um, so that's my clear pick. I think the game is like good. It's not like amazing. I I remember really enjoying it when I saw it when I was 16 or 17. And I still remember the plot fairly well. So I didn't like feel the need to rewatch it for this. Mostly because I thought I would maybe like it less if I did. Um, but it's, it's good, but it's no dragon tattoo for me. So I, I think this is like the easiest pick so far. Like it's so far and above uh, the game. Uh, how about you, Alec? What's your pick? So um, you actually did the perfect comparison for the girl with the dragon tattoo because I was going to compare it to Knives Out as well, but for a reason, for worse reasons. Because I don't really like the whole, like, you pretty much know who the killer is almost immediately sort of thing, which was kind of what my whole thing was also with Knives Out. And although, yeah, Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara really killed it together, like, them on screen together was something to behold. Like, I I haven't seen a duo perform like that in a while. Like, this is one of those two performing on screen together is also a very memorable performance. But however... I like the Swedish version better, actually, and I, I, maybe this movie would stand out a little better to me if they actually did a trilogy with Daniel Craig and Rudy Mara like they did with the Swedish version, but um, I'm actually going to have to give my pick to the game here, and I can tell you why. It's So the first time you watch it is probably the only time you're really going to love the game, because I, I, I watched it again, and I, you know, I was a little less impressed with it. I was, but Fincher himself said that he purposefully put in plot holes and also put in some logic leaps to make it sort of like a meta thriller to show you how like thrillers themselves are made and constructed, which is something I thought was really cool. He, it was, it was a, it was a very interesting take. And I think Michael Douglas was very underappreciated in this movie. I think he did a stellar job. And I think I'm going to give it to the game just because I like the Swedish version of the girl with the dragon tattoo more than the English version. 
yeah, that's fair. Uh, Joey, I guess you're the tiebreaker here. So, um, well, the game is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if this is a dumb, I have never, I have no, this, I feel like it's, this is like the, my experience with the game. I feel like I watched, uh, the greatest showman all over again where I watched it. And I was like, that was really dumb. And everyone was like, I, that is the greatest film I've ever seen in my entire, like and people love the game for some fucking reason. And it's so, it's just like the, it's just like, Oh, it's, it's just such a silly movie. I don't know. I don't understand. Well, I really don't understand why people like this movie at all. I think Michael Douglas is bad in it. I don't think I think it's okay. Wow! Like it's like fine. Like the, the cinematography is fine. Fucking the best part. I mean, can I talk about the spoiling in the movie? Can I spoil the film? Sure, why not? When Sean Penn gets shot, it's really funny. Um, and then that's about it. That's really all I have to say. I think it's really stupid. And I um I'm gonna also uh, join Adam uh, in saying Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is fucking awesome. Um, I think Adam and I just might like uh, detective movies, but this movie kicks ass. Um, I saw this for the first time uh, to watch this for this podcast, actually. And when I first watched it, I was like, wow, that was really good. But I, this is one of those movies um, that uh, Fincher has a lot of those movies where you kind of can't stop thinking about them after you watch them. And I've grown to, to, to really love this movie over the span of like a week or so. And I'm, I'm absolutely heartbroken that we'll never get to see him continue it because that's so this is like... Uh, if this is like uh, his his Marvel movie. It's like this big, his big uh, showy blockbuster, and I, I really I really love Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I'm I'm I I I hope and pray that we'll I will never get the the sequels with Rooney Mara in them, but I would lo- I would love to see that. Did y'all like the Swedish versions? Like, what are your thoughts I haven't on the seen Swedish the version? I the weird thing is I have not seen the Swedish version, but I've read all the books, so there's really. I don't know why I haven't seen them yet. Like they're really I, good. They're awesome. Yeah, I guess the only thing, the only reason I haven't seen it is the same reason that I haven't seen the classic To Kill a Mockingbird, which is because I've been told it's just like shot for shot adaptation, which is by no means saying it's bad or like not worthy. I just I just read those books so vividly that I never felt the urge to watch the adaptation. The only reason I you know, was all over the movie. The American version was because of Fincher, but right, um, but I mean, I love the the book series. I've read all of them, uh, even the shitty ones that weren't written by the author. Uh, uh, it, I I love the characters. I love all that. So I, I'm I'm very passionate about it. Uh, but you know, going off your recommendation, that put it back on my radar. So I'll definitely try to check it out. Can I say something as well? Yeah. No, you so, can't actually. Okay, got it. I'll just shut the fuck up. Yeah, fuck you. Wait, oh no, go. I I was being. So I kind of want to take back what I said about not much happening in the first hour of Dragon Tattoo because you get to see a lot of the trauma that happens to Rumi Mara's character, which is like integral for the plot and stuff. But I feel like I have more of a problem with Act Two, like um like the initial detective stages of stuff. I thought was a little bit lackluster, and um I just want to fix that little comment right there because I felt bad. Spoke. um well you're still wrong no i'm just kidding uh, I, <laughs> no uh also i just want to point out i think joey is maybe the first person in the history of the universe to compare the greatest showman to the game i think that's really funny. yeah that, that was an interesting comparison to say the very least it's they're so on, accurate so they're accurate. it like it makes sense though because the game is fucking stupid this is a, it's just <laughs> 
it's the same thing. It's just like, oh, is this real? No, it's just a game. Like, that's the whole fucking movie. And I, it I'm does. Like, so, it's so it, funny when Sean Penn gets shot, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so fucking funny when that happens. It does weirdly make sense because I remember when The Greatest Showman was coming out and Joey saw it before me. And I, I asked. It was like a month before it came out, yeah. And I was like, Joey, is it good? No and he ass. just, I remember he just replied to the text, no. And I was like, oh, damn. I'm like, and so I remember, like, I got an invite to go see it with my old uh, theater kids, like, with from high school. And we all went as a big group, and they were, like, loving it. And we all walked out, and then they were all, like, buzzing about it. And then they asked me, like, Adam, what did you think? I'm like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings here. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. This is really bad. And that's when me and Joey kissed for the first yeah, time. Just when we I, do you remember the, the, the so origin story for the podcast listeners? The, the Adam and I know each other because we used to write for this website, Critics, and that's what the podcast was formerly called. Uh, and I wrote a, a I wrote a very fair review of The Greatest Showman. I said that I thought it had it had ambition and it had heart, but it just really doesn't stick the landing. And that is, I think, far and above one of the most controversial reviews on the. I had people telling me that I didn't have love in my life because I didn't like the movie. <laughs> oh my Someone god! Just ran Tell them to go watch La La Land if they want to watch a good musical. My god! People were talking. Yeah, in the comments they were saying that uh, it was better than La La Land, and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> this is. Just, I'm tired of these people, you know. I just gag. Jesus. Doctor Manhattan over here. Yeah, um, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, that was. A, Did you guys hear my doorbell yeah. ring? No. Okay. Good. What? It just rang. Someone rang my doorbell twice. So. Oh. Are you? Okay? I mean, well, I'm gonna move on. Um, I. <laughs> hopefully you don't get killed. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this is actually a tougher one. Oh um, God. Oh man. Uh. Oh fuck. Um. Okay. So it's the Social Network versus Zodiac, and I know my answer, but like I still feel bad about it. Um. I guess I have to go with the social network um it's it's just kind of perfect and so is zodiac which is what makes it hard but the social network if i i think it just kind of has like one of the best maybe top five screenplays of all time um i'm not even like a sorkin head but like (laughs) just objectively like it has one of the best screenplays like i the fact that i know the mark mark like i know that entire scene like beat for beat like i <laughs> i actually taught it to my sister too and like we just like scream at each other sometimes it's really what fun. a bonding experience really is uh she i just introduced her to it and she's obsessed with it now so it's kind of fun um and yeah i don't know i love it with all my heart uh i already went off about zodiac but i think social network is just kind of the clear one here um uh, how about you alec oh god come back to me uh joey how about you um i'm 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 hurt adam i thought you were gonna be a zodiac warrior with me uh i gotta vote for zodiac on this one uh simply because i mean social network might be the more like iconic movie of the two but i think i mean i just zodiac is so everything about zodiac is perfect it, it is just it's 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 it might be the greatest like detective movie ever made it is it's so well shot the the, the visual effects are great the score is excellent the ending to this movie is i fucking pump my fist in there every time it cuts to black it is so cool um it's got jake Hall in it uh he's my he's, he's one of my favorite <laughs> actors you know um and i think what i'll say this 
Uh, Zodiac does not have a known cannibal in it, so uh, you guys can continue to vote uh, just with that in mind. So that's why my, my vote goes to... I, I'm actually on the right side of history here, so I'm going to give my vote to Zodiac. But the, the weird thing is, Zodiac, um, it has murder in it, which is a sin. And uh, by, you know, voting for a sinning movie, you are going against your religion, Joey. So I you just better not vote for seven in that case. Uh, yeah, exactly, Joey. So just remember that God's watching and listening to this pod. Uh, he, he subscribes. So just remember what you're doing, okay? Adam, I can't killed god many years ago i was there when he did that um so, <laughs> so it was up the showing of the greatest showman yeah literally yeah, right yeah. afterwards he said this movie sucks that was the day god died um mm-hmm. so social network is probably like i said probably my favorite pacing in a movie ever and when social network ended I was so upset. Like, I wanted this movie to be, like, four or five hours long. Like, I wanted this to be, like, a, a TV show that they just handed to Fincher that he could make for, like, 30 years. I wanted it to be that fucking long. And then Zodiac is just about Ted Cruz. So, you know, I'm going to say Social Network. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird when he tried, to fly, he tried to, like, fly to Cancun at the end of the movie. And, like, <laughs> yeah. <and> just, <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, fuck. I guess, Alec, I guess you may or may not be the tiebreaker here. So. Uh... All right. So, mm, you know, I, 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 I'm probably going to have to go with Social Network on this for, and it's nothing against Zodiac. I think Zodiac is a really good true crime movie. Um, but at the end of the day, just like Dane said, like, the pacing in this movie is unbelievable. One of my friends, one of my friends who went to NYU actually for, for film, he went, he said that this is one of the first movies I showed you for whenever you're writing a script and trying to make good pacing for a movie. And it's, it, it, it has un, like the characters are unbelievable. They're so memorable. I, I, by the way, no one's mentioned it a little off topic, but army hammer is the Winklevoss twins. Like, that I, I think that stuff was, I think he was awesome in that. I think he's probably the most underappreciated character in the social network and there's just so many different memorable people in that movie and at the end of the day it is about ted cruz zodiac so i'm gonna have to go social network yeah i mean hey look the social network i I mean i know army hammer is you know going through the shit right now and probably (laughs) rightfully so because you know he he, he's fucking weird but yeah he the the still what they accomplished just like visually with him as the because i like i remember when i saw that when i was 13 i was like so did they did they get actual twins like i had no idea like because it was so convincing um yeah exactly uh parent drops still holds up visually today as well um but uh yeah i mean performances everything it's just it's kind of the perfect movie and joe's an idiot so i'm just glad to see him sad (laughs) we don't like idiots on the pod uh all right oh wow okay so this is a weird pairing um the social network versus the girl with the dragon tattoo um yeah uh dane do you want to start with this one um yes so i think my clear pick is gonna be social network um like i said i don't have too much against dragon tattoo just with like some of the pacing issues and a little bit of plot development that i think could have been a bit sharper and um i just think social network is really really close to flawless and that's all i have to say about it i've spoken enough about it uh how about you alec i mean i i voted the game over the greatest showman 2.0 so i'm gonna have to go with social network (laughs) 
Uh, Joey. Um, I'm gonna go do Girl with Dragon Tattoo just to say fuck you to you guys. So. <laughs> well, Social Network is better than the Girl with Dragon Tattoo. The Social Network, I know that Social Network is probably a better film than Zodiac, but I mean Zodiac just gets me. But Social Network is also quite. Well, I mean the the Mark scene might it might be like the bet my might be the most like I one of the most iconic like film scenes like of the last decade. It's just and I'm a big Andrew Garfield fan, so it's you know. Give it, just, just get, just get it on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, even though I'm a huge Dragon Tattoo warrior, I, it's still the social network. I, it, it's like a, it's just, it's, it fucking is. Like, what else can I say? Um, so yeah, that wins the left side of the bracket, and we are moving on. <laughs> do we have to do this one? <laughs> I mean, look, uh, okay. Like, do we have to? <laughs> just the pairing <laughs> makes me laugh um all right so listeners we're doing now alien three versus uh fight club <laughs> joey um i actually don't know your thoughts on alien three so i'm pretty curious what you have to say so i um fight club is uh, a very good movie um i showed it to luke earlier um this like right when i run quarantine started I, uh, I showed it to him, and he really enjoyed it. And Alien 3 was one that I had not seen, and I had to watch it for the podcast. Um, and it is uh, is not that bad. Uh, I know everybody shits on this movie. I thought it was fine. Um, it was It's it's okay. I mean, the, the prison stuff is cool. Sigourney Weaver's good in it. Um, it's not great. Uh, I don't. The last act of the movie is kind of silly, and it doesn't really know what movie it wants to be and i don't it's it's kind of a it feels a little half-assed um and fight club is like it's it's you know we're all we're all a couple of boys we all know what fight club is it's it's a classic um so my my clear pick is fight club but i don't think alien 3 is like a dumpster fire um so I'm going to follow up with that and say I actually agree with Joey. Um, <laughs> I also watched Alien 3 for the pod. And um, while I don't have a idiotic hot take that it's better than Fight Club, I think it's actually pretty good. Like, okay, look, it's not – okay, hear me out. It's not as good as the movie about to reference, but it has the same effect on the fan base. But the only difference is social media wasn't a thing. It kind of reminds me of The Last Jedi, where the director did something interesting and the fans cried about it and they didn't like it. And wah, 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 fuck you guys. Like, this movie is cool. It's kind of interesting. It's also kind of not at times. Like, there's points where you can see the studio interference. But there's also some really good stuff with Ripley. And, like, it has pretty thought-provoking ideas and like it just puts her in an entirely new setting which i find interesting because you can only repeat the whole alien and space angle so many times um there's one death scene that really caught me off guard it happens like midway through and i was like damn that's a dope death like that's one of the best alien deaths in the entire franchise um I, I don't like love it or anything. I think I'm overselling how much I like it. I think it's very flawed, but I think there's more merit to it than people. Cause even David Fincher doesn't like it. Like he, he just, oh, he doesn't even consider this his movie. <laughs> like that's how much David Fincher doesn't like it. So I just want to give it some love before I inevitably say Fight Club is the clear pick. Cause it's, it's fucking Fight Club. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a great movie. 
Um, Alec, I know you don't want to talk about this one, but uh, what's your pick anyways? You know, I, I will talk about it because I, even though I said what I said, um, I don't, like you guys said, Alien 3 did some interesting things. Like, I, I do feel bad for it because as a fan of the Alien series, you know, this movie went through a fucking shit ton of rewrites. Like, I don't know if y'all realize that, but they had like, they had like five to ten different scripts written out for this and like i don't know if you know william gibson but he even wrote a part of the script for it as well that didn't get picked but like you know as you said though the uh fincher doesn't even claim this is one of his own and it's also very weird to think that alien 3 was his first movie which is so weird to me to think but um I'm not going to say much about Fight Club because the first rule of Fight Club is not to talk about it. So <laughs> I am going to pick Fight Club, but I will leave it at that. Um, also, I'll just one last thing about Alien 3. The weirdest, even weirder than the last Jedi comparison. Um, weirdly enough, this movie reminded me of High Life, the Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if anyone gets that comparison, I, I thank you. Both, uh, of it's, Both of them are bad. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, both have come in it. So, um, <laughs> so. Wait, Dan, did you say High Life was bad? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. High Life is bad, so. It's not is the thing. It's actually really good. But uh, really you know boring. what? So is Alien Three. But I feel like Dane disagrees. So do you want to tell us why? <laughs> well, okay. Um. I mean, I was like, you guys, this is, do we all have to watch this for the pod for the first time? Because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, I saw it a while ago. Right. I feel like this is also something that I just caught on the by and by, like on TV or something like that. But I watched it through and through for the pod and it just just didn't do too much for me. And I mean, space thrillers already aren't really in my domain of movies that I really like. But I will say that one death that Adam is referencing was fucking sick. And um, some of the uh, prison sequences, like Joey was saying, was cool too, but as a whole, it just didn't do too much for me. I'll, and I'll pick Fight Club, but I'll say more about it when it comes back up in the later rankings. All right. So Fight Club is moving on, and we are going to Gone Girl versus Panic Room. Um, yeah. So, Joey, do you maybe want to start with this one? Yeah, sure. So, uh, fun thing. Gone Girl, it was the first R-rated movie that I ever saw in theaters, uh, like, ticketed, because I, I saw screenings that were rated R beforehand, but Gone Girl was the first movie that I had, like, I purchased a ticket. It was ticket the first movie he ever R. saw in theaters. Yeah. yeah, it was the first time I ever watched a movie, and it blew me away. Um, <laughs> I um I had to watch Panic Room for the podcast. Um, a panic. I won't say Panic Room is quite... Uh, game level silly but panic room is a it's just a silly little thriller um uh, and gone girl is a much better movie in pretty much every every single conceivable way you could imagine i kind of panic room when panic panic room and the game and benjamin butner kind of like uh, i kind of for such a because fincher's just such a perfectionist you know he's such a he's the guy as far as that goes it's just so strange that he has these kind of weird little hiccups uh, I wouldn't say Panic Room is a bad movie, though. Uh, Kristen Stewart is cool in it, and I like Jodie Foster a lot. Jared Leto is a little annoying, but and then the one shot that goes through the house is cool. But uh, I'd, I'd say Gone Girl is pretty much like leaps and bounds better than Panic Room. Um, Dane, how about you? I basically agree beat for beat with what Joey was saying. Um, I don't think Panic Room is stupid stupid, but I just remember it's kind of stupid. But it's not game remember, stupid, but it's it is not game stupid, stupid. stupid. It's not like you're watching this and you're just like, this is dumb. And Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas 
sucks. Well, <laughs> a, he's like he's not in this movie, and it, and B, yeah. this just is as stupid as game. But um, I also wasn't like enthralled by this movie very much. It just seemed like a little bit too connected. From uh, I don't even know what the phrase is. I couldn't suspend my disbelief in order to fully immerse myself into Panic Room, is what I'm trying to say. And um, I actually had to watch Gone Girl for the first time this week, and I. I'm so really surprised it escaped me for as long as it did because I was absolutely blown away by like Fincher's take on like just a I don't want to say a normal tale because this is in no in no way a normal movie at all and the performance that Rosamund Pike gives in this movie essentially being three different people at different stages of the movie it was absolutely astounding to me from an actor standpoint I was in awe and I couldn't commend her more for that performance and um there's a lot to be done when you're making a movie like Gone Girl in terms of plot development development and making sure <clears throat> excuse me that um all of like the little points that you want to come across do and i think david fincher does that basically perfectly in gone girl so that's my clear pick here um yeah yeah gone girl is like i don't know i gone girl is like so perfect to me i, I actually think it's a masterpiece like straight up um it's one of the very few uh book to film adaptations that i think the movie is slightly better because the book is great but like the ending is just a little bit like dry because like you have such an amazing build-up and then it just completely ends and the movie actually tacks on an additional like 10 minutes of what actually happens that is so much more satisfying and it's interesting because the uh the author of the book wrote the screenplay so it was kind of like her visualizing and like having control of like what she wanted the adaptation to be but then you know you have the expert uh, craftsman david fincher to direct and it, it's just a masterpiece i think it, what it says about relationships and toxicity in them and like how media portrays tragedy and feeds off of it is just really fascinating and it also just everything about like the psychology of marriage and monogamy and like all these different things like it's such a deeply layered movie and just on top of that the actual mystery like just the general thriller if you don't want to look deeper fantastic like it's genuinely really intelligent in that regard too so i think it's like one of the best movies of all time like it's in my mm -hmm. top 20 maybe like of all oh, time wow. Wow. i love yeah i love gone girl i think it's brilliant um that being said i actually kind of i don't know if this is a hot take panic room is my least favorite fincher movie um <laughs> i think it's okay um it's kind of, I, I kind of feel like how you guys feel about the game with Panic Room. I think this movie is incredibly <laughs> stupid. Like, I, <laughs> it, the thing is, it has like one of the worst scripts, but with one of the, some of the best direction, because he really goes all out. It's, like, didn't he, I can't remember what he did first, the game or Panic Room? I'm pretty sure he did I Panic think, Room first. Uh, I think uh, the game is actually first. The game was like 97. I think Panic Room is like 2000 or something like that um so i mean whatever the case is it kind of feels like because alien 3 he even said it like it burned him for so long and uh while the game is i actually like the game i think it's a fun movie but like panic room the direction really feels like he was really trying to find his style and rhythm but he would have just taken any script he was given to do so and it shows because the the script here is just not good i i think the characters are so uninteresting the performances are like fine but like it's it's just david fincher's show which isn't necessarily a bad thing but like when your direction is the only good thing in a film you can only like it so much so it's it's very mediocre to me 
Um, so yeah, I think uh, Gone Girl is the far and away winner for this one. Uh, how about you, Alec? What's your pick? Um, so I just actually looked it up. You were right, Dane. Panic Room came out in 02. I just wanted to clarify that real fast. But um, my mom and I actually were very interested in Gone Girl whenever it was coming out. So we actually both read the book. And whenever we read the book, we were like, we were like, we're going to go see Gone. We're going to see Gone Girl in theaters. It's going to be awesome. And like you said, it was I, I actually liked the movie more than the book as well. And I I am a book stand over movie stand, like typically like, you know, for book and film adaptations. And this movie also just solidifies the fact that Ben Affleck is one of the most inconsistent actors ever wow is he awesome in this movie but um gone girl reminds me a lot of the talent in mr ripley from time to time if I, i'm assuming you guys probably understand what i mean when i say that i've actually never seen that movie I've wow. never seen either. all right well that's a that's a that's a movie that alex suggested the pod for y'all to go watch is the talent of mr ripley but um I also agree that Panic Room is my least favorite Fincher movie. I can't get over Jared Leto's hair, first and foremost. And uh, I, the whole fact that the daughter, uh, Sarah, I, Sarah, who has diabetes, like, I, I feel like that was kind of kind of lazy a little bit. Because it was like, not to spoil anything, but it was like, it, 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 could, it seemed like the writers couldn't think of any other reason why they should ever consider opening the door. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think it was really stupid. And I, again, I don't, I think Jared Leto was kind of, eh. I, I, a lot of people really love Jared Leto, me included. I used to really be a fan of Jared Leto, but like, you know, I go back and look, watch some of these movies like this and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, my opinion has vastly changed about him for the most part. So I'm definitely going to have to give this to Gone Girl through and through. So yeah, that's where I stand with that. Yeah, I think um, I, it's also interesting because like what Dane and Joey said about like uh, the game like being his like outlet to like uh, really like or no even you said it too like how he like dissected the thriller. I feel like Panic Room's the same beat. Like it, it's like he he is very aware that you know what's gonna happen in this movie, but he doesn't care. He's it's all about like him testing his craft, and I admire that. But I I think it easily makes for one of his weakest movies. So. I agree. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm glad Gone Girl got the respect it deserves, but it is moving on to fight Fight Club. Um, Alec, I'll let you start with this one. So now that okay, so now I, I went on a little bit about Gone Girl. I haven't gone on about Fight Club. So Fight Club is interesting because I know a lot of people like I I, I use Letterbox nowadays, but I always reference. Fight Club because it's like a, it's like ranked number nine all time on IMDb for user scores, which, you know, I do think Fight Club's a great movie, but the ninth best movie ever is kind of pushing it for me. I think this movie is good, but the fact, I, I think people really like to overrate Fight Club a little bit. I think Edward Norton and Brad Pitt are very great. I think they have a fantastic chemistry in this movie, and you know, everybody loves the ending to this movie. It's it's a very classic venture twist at the end. But I'm gonna have to give this to Gone Girl. I, I, I really I really appreciate what Gone Girl was doing. And also now that you told me that the screenplay was written by the uh, by the book writer and how they added that last ten minutes, like 
that's a really interesting thing that I never knew about. And that kind of makes me appreciate Gone Girl a little bit more. So I'm going to give the edge to Gone Girl out of the two of these. Um, how about you, Joey? What do you think? Um, I would also give the edge to Gone Girl here. Um, I love Fight Club, though. I, 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 I know this will probably seem blasphemous to most people, but um, I think Fight Club is a super stylish movie, super uh, super fun to watch, very good sense of humor, two very energetic performances. It's, it's one of, the, it's one of the, the most famous movies of all time for a reason. Um, but I would say I think uh, Gone Girl has a little more to chew on as far as uh, uh, just general filmmaking goes, and I think... Uh, overall, um, I would I would say probably Gone Girl is probably the better movie of of the two. Um, how about you, Dan? Okay, I genuinely think that Gone Girl is by far and large a better movie than Fight Club. I think Fight Club is probably one of the most overrated '90s movies, and I don't even say that because of how much it's gotten misconstrued by all of like the film boys who are like, "Bro, you seen Fight Club or Pulp Fiction? Those are like so sick, bro." Like, shut the fuck up, first and foremost. And then, you know, then go watch, like, an actual movie. But Fight Club, <laughs> Fight Club, just, I, I rewatched it for the pod because I had watched it when I was in high school, when I was, like, getting all the big boys done on, like, the IMDb 250. And when I rewatched it, I was not moved at all. Like, I, I think Brad Pitt is really electric in the movie, but Edward Norton does, like, nothing for me in this movie. And I'm usually a really big Edward Norton fan. But I think he, he kind of gives a dud of, of a performance. I think, like, there's a lot of other actors who were, like, really hot in the 90s who could have given a fucking killer performance in this movie. And Edward Norton, he's got a good narrator voice, but at the end of the day, he's just, like, the kind of bland protagonist. And the twist at the end, sure, it's cool, but it just seems like uh, it just seems like a really forced mindfuck that didn't even really fuck anyone's mind. Because I think halfway through the movie, everyone kind of got the idea. Yeah. Like, all, like, the little hints that... Uh, Venture was dropping in throughout and like even when I wasn't even too big of a film boy yet and I was watching this I was like all right I don't know if I'm allowed to say that everyone knows the fucking ending so it's like finding out that they're the same person is like absolutely nothing but I will say using that pixie song is like 10 out of 10 <laughs> like the where is my mind is a phenomenal yes, song they, they, they used it perfectly in the film but I genuinely think this movie is criminally overrated and it should it should be nowhere near like as highly rated as it is in the film community Gone Girl like Adam said, it's a masterpiece, irrefutably. So my vote easily goes to Gone Girl. All right, I, <laughs> I, I don't have a hot take when it comes to uh, Fight Club. I think Fight Club is pretty much as great as people say it is. Uh, it's not, but I, I do acknowledge that the reason why it's so highly regarded is because so many film bros misinterpret it and they, <laughs> they think it's actually about the things that it's criticizing. So therefore they love it, but it, when actually it's talking about them as people. So I think that's really interesting. Um, I don't think it's, I, it might be like my number five or six in my Fincher ranking. I'm not completely sure where it stands. I think it's a fantastic film all around. I, I No, I actually think the twist works really well. I think Edward Norton is great because he is trying to play the monotone type. Uh, that's you know just the distinction between him and Brad Pitt's characters. I think it works really well. Um, but like the, the act of rebellion at the end where he, fully becomes himself ultimately works and you're right the use of pixies is fantastic um no i i think it's a perfect movie also like i i love fight club but that being said gone girl is personally better to me like i uh not only like on a filmmaking level and just like i think the commentary and the things it's talking about like the i just find psychology and like the the dissection of marriage and uh, media 
more fascinating than that of like consumerism and capitalism and all that stuff and masculinity. So it's like, I don't know, like, I just think Gone Girl is, I definitely prefer it more and like on a personal level, but I think by a hair, it is just a better movie. So my pick also goes Gone Girl. Um, all right. I'm really so, glad we were all in unison for that one. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised. I thought there would be more of a fight for Fight Club. Yes, um, obviously. Um, all right. So I just for clarification for the listeners, I seeded this bracket by uh, taking all of Fincher's filmography and uh, going by average rating and seven or on Letterboxd, that is. And seven is the film that was rated the highest from the Letterboxd community. So I gave that one a free pass to uh, to to go against the top pick from the right side, which was Gone Girl. So it is now seven versus Gone Girl. Um, Joey, I'll let you start with this one. So if if Adam falls in line with the uh, the standing of uh, Fight Dragon Club, Dragon. I fall oh. yeah, I fall in line with I think Seven is a perfect movie. Uh, it is. It is. I was really blown away the first time I saw this movie. I didn't have. I had this the twist in uh, uh, Fight Club spoiled for me. I did not have the twist in Seven spoiled for me. And I just I I this movie is so my shit. Everything about it is great. Uh, I absolutely love Seven. Uh, it's my definite pick for the for I, I think it is is better than Gone Girl. Um, yeah, I think I mean this it has a it, there's a there's a there's a bad man in this movie, but um he's he's playing a serial killer so it works, and <laughs> I uh, I just really love I love Seven. I, it's so it's so fucking good. Um, and that was, was fucked up, man. Joey. That was funny though. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about it. I I, I love Seven. <laughs> Why was that so funny? I, <laughs> There's a bad man, but he's playing a serial killer, so it's okay. <laughs> it is. Oh, that was really funny. That, that was genuinely... And the thing is, Joey's always funniest when he's not trying to be. Um, <laughs> I, um, okay, I'll I'll be the one dude. I'm going to say Gone Girl is better than Seven. Um, Seven is great. Um, I don't personally have much, like, it's not like I come home every day. I'm like, oh, seven, you know, like when I, because like sometimes I'm just thinking about Gone Girl. I'm like, oh, Gone Girl. Like I never think about seven until like it comes up to me. Uh, it's not a movie that like lives rent free in my head. I, I think it's a great movie. I think it's definitely a product of it being spoiled for me and before I saw it. So the entire movie, I was kind of like expecting the big thing to happen and that by no means makes it any less of a film. And I still think it's great, but uh, you know, I, I think that did dampen my personal like love for it. Um, but you know, everyone's great in the movie, even Mr. Bad Guy and uh, <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt's great, but also Morgan Freeman. I feel like people don't really talk about how good Morgan Freeman is in this movie. Like he has a scene at the diner where he's talking to uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, right? And um, just a great scene. Like uh, he he's just fantastic in this movie. Uh, sometimes you like see morgan freeman in a movie and you're like oh he's just morgan freeman but you watch something like seven and you're like no like there's a reason why he's morgan freeman like he's fantastic um yeah it's a great movie but gone girl is just personally better for me um so yeah that gets my pick uh how about you dan um i okay to a certain extent i completely agree with you adam and it really hurts me to pick seven over gone girl like i'm about to do but um Seven was like the first perfect movie that I really saw, and I, I, that has like that movie impacted me in ways that I can't even really utter. Like 
being a like a young kid at the time, I think I was 12 or 13 when I saw this movie for the first time. I was watching it on my fucking Kindle Fire, like a little nerd boy, and I just I was I was absolutely blown away by this movie. And if we're talking about um, opening title sequences, I think Dragon Tattoo is probably the best one out of all of these. But the opening title sequence in Seven is really fucking cool too. And that's just one of like the like so many layers of great stuff that happens in this. And um, Brad Pitt. Probably my favorite Brad Pitt performance besides Burn After Reading. And um, Morgan Freeman, I think, Adam, you had a great point about it. It's like he's not just Morgan Freeman in this movie. Like he's not just the guy with the cool voice. Like he he is the grounding factor in this movie. He completely anchors it and seem it grounds you in a reality that like Kevin Spacey's character or Brad Pitt's character would kind of take you away from. And um, I think this movie is absolutely magical for that reason. And it, it, it kind of hurts me to against Gone Girl because I was so impacted by this movie when I watched it for the first time this week. But um, I think overall I just have to give it to, to Seven on a filmmaking perspective. Alright, Alec. It's coming down to you, man. What are you picking? So, very similarly to Dane, there was a time in my life I watched The Usual Suspects, I watched Seven, and I watched Zodiac back to back to back. It was like in a span of like two, three days. This, those were like the first time I was really getting invested into movies and seven just had such an impact on me. I, I've probably seen seven like five to 10 times. I can't put an exact number on it, but I, maybe seven times actually. I was going to say uh, is it seven times, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, before he, who shall not be named did what he did. He was probably my favorite villain actor ever. Like, Spacey was absolutely electric in that movie, whether you hate him, well, gotta hate him now, but it's just, and what's a more iconic scene than what's in the fucking box, you know, like, you could just, that scene itself was, to this day, that sh- that shakes me, that scene gives me goosebumps, like, I, I know how that movie's gonna end every single time, and I still, I, I still love, I still get insanely affected by that ending so i gotta give it to seven even though i read gone girl i loved it i think it's a great movie ben affleck probably his greatest performance ever that or the town but i'm gonna give it to seven yeah you know i mean sometimes it's hard for me to be the only correct one on the pod so (laughs) i mean you know it's a hard thing to bear but you know i i push through i persevere you know, this is my fight song. Um, okay, so Seven is moving on. It beat out Gone Girl. I'm sorry, and, Adam. Gone Girl is really great, man. It's it's a great film. It's yeah, such a shame it got put against Seven, though. That's my whole thing. Yeah, you know, if you if you guys love it so much, why don't you vote for it? Um, All right, no, fine. I'll kidding. change my vote. Whatever. <laughs> so next, we uh, for the last round. I, oh, wow, so. I didn't realize how quick we were moving. Um. All right, so next we got The Social Network versus Seven. This is the the final, this is the boss battle. Um, so Wait, this is it? This is yeah, it? this is it. Oh, um, fuck me. Fuck. <laughs> um, all right, Alec, I'll let you start with this one, man. So I'm as, I'm as, I was really happy that these were the two that were put up here because these are probably my two favorite Fincher movies. Um it's really difficult for me to pick this because we've been just raving about social network and how much it's done for cinema as a whole, like how great the pacing is, how memorable the characters are, how, you know, just everything about this movie is like Dane said, I wish this movie, I wish this movie was a TV series. Cause it very well could have been like, <laughs> like there's so much to it, but 
it's it's that versus my heart and what really got me into cinema and what made me love a great thriller like i'm gonna have to give my vote to seven seven is debatably my favorite crime movie ever and the social network at the end of the day you know it's one of the best biopics ever but there's a couple other biopics out there that i would debate with that i like more than social network but seven is more than likely my favorite crime movie so i'm gonna give my vote to seven uh how about you dan man i i literally have to convince myself of which one i'm gonna pick as i'm talking about each of these right now because i'm still kind of undecided these are like alex said these are both my favorite fincher movies and it's crazy that we even came to this prediction because uh all of us are kind of different tastes in films so the fact that like we narrowed it down to these two already speaks volumes about the quality of these films but um Social Network is, is when you think Fincher, right, you think of these really gritty, hard-hitting, kind of traumatic, dark, like, stylish thrillers, right? And I feel like Social Network is so valuable in the fact that it kind of contradicts those traditional principles that he presents in movies like Seven and movies like Fight Club that have a very Finchery like, uh, taste to it, like a very Fincher flavor, if you will. And um, at the same time, though, like, he wouldn't ha- he wouldn't have put himself in a position to contradict those things if he didn't put out fucking bangers in the 90s like he did with Seven. And um, I think in terms of my personal impact, I have to be subjective here. I can't say which one I think is an objectively better film because if I'm going by objectivity, I'd probably have to say Social Network. But, oh, fuck, dude, this is so hard. Um, you know what, dude? Honestly... I think my vote is going to go to Social Network right now. And I say that as a person who grew up loving Seven and thinking it's one of the most impactful movies I've ever seen. But just thinking about what Social Network has done for 21st century cinema is almost beyond words. So I think I'm just going to say Social Network, even though it fucking hurts to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Joey, what about you, man? Um, This is a super tough one. Um. In an ideal world, I would just say Zodiac and be on with my day. But, uh, we had a, the podcast had other plans, sugar. But I would say, <laughs> what's that? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I'm trying to stall right now. Yeah, I'm trying to stall. I don't really. I haven't figured it out yet. Ah, uh, it's seven. I'm sorry, guys. I got it. It's it's seven. That's all you gotta say. It's seven. It's iconic. Uh, I think. It, because seven eight, exactly because seven eight nine and that's why my vote is going to seven but well, no i think seven's awesome and i think social network sucks so <laughs> i well this is a dilemma because my pick is for the social network so Let's we have go. a tie uh so i mean who who's laying down first boys like what are we doing here okay um, this is a repeat of the fucking 824 bracket though? Adam, can you like can you say a little bit about why though? Like I wanna I wanna hear I wanna hear your voice. I mean I already <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> the social network is just kind of I mean take a shot anytime I say it too. Objectively has like the best screenplay of all time. Like it, it's so perfectly crafted on every level. The score is one of the best of all time. The direction is some of the best of all time. The performances. Every single person in this movie is fantastic 
Um, there's no, like the editing is flawless. You don't even notice, like it just seamlessly jumps through like timelines and like different characters. And like, it's a large spanning story about like one of the most giant conglomerates in the world. And it's like, it's so fucking perfect. Like there's nothing wrong with this movie. It's perfect. It's flawless. Uh, it's the best venture movie far and away, in my opinion. Um, I, I kind of had to hold back on saying that the entire pod because I was like, I didn't want to give it away for what my final pick would be because I kind of knew it would come down to social network versus something else. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the most perfect movie. Like it's not even my favorite movie of all time, but I think when I think of perfect movies, I think of the social network. So that's my argument. That's, I that's my, change my vote to seven. <laughs> <laughs> that makes my, <laughs> no, I was just saying that to fuck with you. But... Um, I mean, Joey, uh, place your argument like what, what how would you argue me like so i i would say that the social network it, i would say seven is just when you think of i don't this is tough uh i can't i don't really know how to do this but i would okay the social network is is a great movie it, it flows it's got such a nice pace to it it's got great character development. Uh, it's well shot. The cinematography is great. And I think Seven is has that all of that as well. But in Seven, you have such an engaging uh, story between... I can't think of anything that Seven does better than The Social Network. So that's, the, that's the only... Tr- I'm trying to... This is a really tough pairing of the, of the two. But I would just say Social Network, uh, if you like that movie, you're a, you're silly. So And if you like <laughs> Seven, you're not. So I guess... We have to decide what type of person do you want to be, Adam? Um, I, you know, I, I like how my entire argument was very thought out and Joey just gets to be a little goofball. He is. Uh-huh, you silly. And then he, and then he calls me, he calls me silly. Like, I, I think that's just really funny. When he's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's much like, he's like a, he's like a little fucking chipmunk and I'm like Dave, the owner. Like it's, you know, I'm comparing this to Alvin the Chipmunks 2007, yeah. you know, he's just being a little goofball and I'm the one trying to keep things in order. So, you know, I, I really blame Joe at the end of the day for it coming to this. I, I think though, at the end of the day, I will concede the seven being a better film. No, no, listen, Dane, Dane. <laughs> We did this for them on the not you, Alec, but we we did this on the A twenty four pod, and we're not fucking doing it again. I cannot let no no just like on a spiritual human level, I cannot let Joe win again. He as uh as Jesse Pinkman once said, he can't keep getting away with it. I he, he can't. you guys were saying as in like this movie has really impacted modern day cinema, like because at the end of the day, Seven does like. There were so many fantastic uh, thriller detective movies that came out in the 90s. We have The Usual Suspects. We have Seven. We have Silence of the Lambs, just to name a few. And if you really think about it, those three are debatably the those three are debatably the best thriller movies ever. You can you can very well argue that. But at the end of the day, Social Network really impacted how we make modern cinema today. And there's so many memorable characters in this and and there's also this movie also launched the careers of a lot of guys in a way like this was like and like andrew garfield had been acting for a little bit but like this movie really put him on the map 
Army Hammer got him himself on the map through this movie. There, there is a lot of good things that came out of Social Network, and Seven did kind of, in a way, blend in with those other '90s thrillers, j- just for argument's sake. I'll well, say too, I was about ready before Dane was about to. I was about to concede because I can't. I quite. I my only reasoning is that I think Seven. I like Seven more. But I can't think of anything that Seven does better than the Social Network, and I can think of things that the Social Network does better than Seven. But it's a, just a personal parent, so I'm okay with conceding for the Social. And I mean, the Social Network's his best movie, so it's it can it can win. <laughs> I mean, I think the most important thing to remember here is that I I defeated Joe. I <laughs> I. You did, Adam. <laughs> I'm a better man than Joe. I was about to Benedict Arnold you too, and then you stopped me. <laughs> no, the bad. thing is, like, I I just couldn't let it happen because like he's gotten away with it so many fucking times. Like I can't, just like on a moral level, I can't let it happen again. You know, so I, I'm glad that we got the social network through. It's just a clear winner. Um, I, I'm glad that Joe stopped being a little stinker for once and acknowledged it. Um, but hey, I, I mean. Movie. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I was very uh, satisfied with how this bracket turned out. Um, it just kind of highlighted how amazing of a director he is. Um, it, like through and through, like it's an incredibly tough bracket to crack, but I'm glad we got through it. Um, I mean, yeah, Dan, are you? Three was really difficult. <laughs> Dane, like, how are you feeling, like, post-bracket? Do you think it all turned out okay? Absolutely. I, I feel much more, I feel much less frustrated than I have every other bracket that we've done, because I feel <laughs> like someone in every episode that we've done a bracket like this is getting tortured a lot, and that didn't really happen this time around. I feel very fulfilled and pretty happy with it, man. Um, Joey, I know you lost, like, a bitch, but, like, uh, how do you feel? I did terribly. This Zodiac didn't make it far. Uh, Seven didn't win. Um, and then I don't even like David Fincher, so I don't even know why we did this episode. <laughs> you don't even know who Dave, you haven't seen any of these movies, right? Yeah, I think I've seen, um, what's the one with the, you're not, the greatest like, oh, showman. Talk about it. The greatest showman. That's the one I've seen. That's probably the best. That's probably the best one. Yeah, no, I agree. So I'm, uh, it's kind of upsetting that it that didn't get through, but you know. Yeah, and I also want to say that uh, Dane had a quote that had me laughing for like five minutes. Um, to fans of Fight Club, shut up and watch a real movie. Is it great? <laughs> Let's get that on t-shirts. Let's get that sent out to the flats all over this country. Shut up and watch a real movie. <laughs> um, Alex. I... <laughs> <laughs> it was incredibly funny. I this is why we have Dane on so often. He he's just if you, if you said such a funny guy, their head would burst like they would die on the spot. <laughs> Dane said, uh, "Fight Club stands have no rights." Honestly, <laughs> um, Alec, I greatly appreciate you coming on for the Fincher uh, ep. I mean, how did you think it went? Do, do you feel satisfied with how it turned out? I do feel very sad. These were the two movies that I was going to, that I thought we were going to end up in the finals, actually. I, I thought it was going to be Social Network and Seven or Seven and Zodiac, actually. I thought those were going to be the, the, the ones up there. But um, 
Yeah, it, I was also a little surprised there wasn't as much, like like Dane said, we weren't, like, killing each other. Most, we pretty much agreed on, like, almost all of them. Like, we all had, we all pretty much had one hot take for the most part, but, like, all in all, we were on the same page, on the same boat until it came down to the, fu- it came, until it came down to the wire, so. Yeah, I mean, I joked about it, but this nearly wasn't as heated as our A24 pod where... Oh, I can only imagine how that went, because Jesus. I mean, you know, I I, I joked about it when we ended the call that night, but I was actually mad at Joe. Like, I wasn't only, like, (laughs) I wasn't, like, joking angry. Like, I was actually, like, fuck that guy. Like, what the the fuck is this shit? (laughs) I'm like, fuck this dude. (laughs) <laughs> and everything he stands for, right? Uh, Siri, Google deal with it emoji. <laughs> okay, I found this on the web for deal with it emoji. Check it out. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anywhere else to go with that bit, so. <laughs> Jamie, put out a hit on Joseph Salamone for 2000. <laughs> I... <laughs> um, all right, so Alec, thank you so much for coming on the pod, man. Um, thank it was you for great. having me. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, I do want to plug me and Dane's vinyl page, uh, big.vinyl.guys on Instagram. Go give us yes, a sir. follow. We post a lot of great shit on there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I got to plug. Awesome. You guys yeah. Like Pink Floyd? Yeah. Who? Uh-huh. Pink Floyd? <laughs> Never heard Who? of Who? <laughs> uh, it's like um have you heard the song that it, it's like living on a prayer that one? Oh, 100 gex yeah yeah, yeah there it, yeah, yeah that sorry i just spoke that's actually yeah. migos actually um <laughs> no, i <laughs> um yeah i'll definitely put that in this, the description of the pod so if anyone wants to check that out it's in there um dane as always my friend it has been a pleasure love you man uh, <laughs> is there anything you want to plug Yes, yeah, so FGCU Theater Department is putting out a production of Oedipus the King and Your Boy is Oedipus. That'll be released on YouTube in about a week. So if you guys want to just search FGCU Theater in about a week and give the show a watch, I'd really appreciate it. I'd also like to double down on Alex's promotion of our vinyl page. Come give us a follow and hang out with us. We love music and we love people. So come chill. Hell yeah. Um, so I'll definitely put that in the description as well. And um, Joey, anything you want to plug? Um, 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 Spike is an official submission to the Cannes Film Festival now, uh, so <laughs> maybe it'll get into there. Uh, that, um, uh, Low Reverie is not going to come out uh, this month, um, but it might come out next month. Uh, and Dane was in it and he helped write it. Uh, he didn't help write it; he wrote it with me. Um, and uh, then I'm I'm I just deleted my Instagram, so don't go there. <laughs> But I'm Dane at Joseph underscore ceremony on most platforms. Yeah. <laughs> and you can follow Dane and uh, Alex Vinyl page. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can, uh, you know, you can follow Joe on Fortnite. That's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Um, Railroad underscore Randy. Yes. Uh, I've still been played Fortnite with Joey before. I think we need to actually do that one yeah, night. We've never played Fortnite before. Holy shit. Maybe we can do an episode where you're teaching me how to play Fortnite because I don't understand so, it. We get a dub live on the pod. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but I'm going to assume Victory Royale. (laughs) Anyways, so I... (laughs) Although I will say that TikTok song that's been going viral this week is just kind of the best thing I've ever heard in my life. So I want to have that kid on the pod. 
the the Fortnite song kid. Like, oh yeah, just wiped out Tomato Town, bitches. It's fucking that. Those are bars that you like. You you don't know about music until you've heard uh, the Fortnite jam. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. yeah, I mean, that's basically it. If you listen to this pod, you already follow me, so fuck it. Um, uh, you can also check out my other podcast, Illinois Canon. We have a lot of cool things coming up this month. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, Joey, if you want to yeah. send us off, man. All right. Guys, we've uh, we found ourselves here at the end of this podcast again. And I just want to say, although we've come to the end of the road, Still, I can't let go. It's it's unnatural. You uh, bull. Let's see if I pull this last part off. You be log, blogging with that dog. Uh, good night and good luck, gamers. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>